Well, praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord is good, and it is good to be in the house of the Lord, well, in the Zoom room of the Lord, even as we are um, having service on this nice snowy morning. I'm quite sure some of you have already started shoveling, or at least had somebody to shovel for you, uh, but it's good, and wanted to wear my heavy uh, Columbia outfit, jacket, because it is cold outside. Anyways, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord and uh, so glad to be able to minister to you on this morning. Uh, let's look to the Lord as we read this word. First of all, uh, Exodus chapter 33 and verses seven through 11. And I'm reading, uh, I combined the King James Version and the NIV version <clears throat> so that we could uh, continue to uh, understand what the scripture is saying. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it outside of the camp, afar from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone who sought that is inquired of the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which again was outside of the camp, outside of their comfort zone, outside of the area that they live. Verse eight, and it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up, stood every man at his tent door and looked after or looked at Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. Verse nine, it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloud of pillar or the pillar of cloud, that is the cloud of glory descended and stood at the door or the entrance of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud stand at the tabernacle, the cloud of glory at the tabernacle entrance. And all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. And Moses returned again into the camp, into the camp uh, grounds. Uh, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, he didn't leave the tabernacle. I want to speak to you on the subject, a 5G church facial recognition, a 5G church facial recognition. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power so that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. Father, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance that you have in each and every one of us who are your saints. Help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We honor you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Speak to us, even as we're commencing tomorrow on our consecration. Speak to us even right now in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I wanna to talk to you on the subject of a 5G church facial recognition. 
as I shared before to you uh, a few weeks ago, and I want to again praise God for the wonderful word that uh, Deacon Eric brought forth, which we got regarding you know the well and how we need the foundation of the word. And we talked about the difference between a 3G phone and a 5G phone. The difference here is processing speed, processing speed. And we talked about the fact that when it comes to processing speed, we're talking about our hearts. Mark chapter 2, verse 22 says that, um, that uh, new wine cannot be put into an old wine skin or else it will burst. So in other words, uh, our hearts must become newly conditioned, newly opened to the new thing that God wants to do. Why? So that as he downloads things into our hearts, we process them quickly. And what, what's the processing speed when it comes to God? God's processing speed is obedience. God, like what Tudor Bismarck once said, God is not looking for you to understand. He's looking for you to obey. If you understand what I'm saying, put your thumbs up in emoji, emoji uh, in the chat and say amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so uh, we are a 5G church. And we said the 5G church is a gathering church. We are a gateway church. We are a giving church. We are a groundbreaking church. And the fifth one, we are a gracious church. And so as a gathering church, uh, we are called to gather the body of Christ together. We are called to unity. And praise the Lord, God has honored us that on this Friday, first Friday, on February uh, the 4th, at 8 p.m., we are going to be gathered with a bunch of other churches to seek the Lord for our city and to seek the Lord for revival. We want the move of God to take place in our city. So please join us on First Friday because we're a gathering church, but we're also a gracious church. I know I skipped down to the last one. Uh, I'll talk about the other three in, in, in another moment, but it's very important that we understand that we are a gracious church. Now, the, the Greek definition of the word grace is, is divine or God's influence on our hearts, God's influence on our attitude, and the reflection of that influence through our lives. And you've heard me say this a number of times, there are two kinds of graces. There is what we call successful grace, which we call favor. It is the ability to do things that only the grace of God can get the glory and the credit. The Bible says, I believe it's in, in, in Ephesians chapter one, he does all things to the great, to the, uh, to the uh, uh, power, oh, sorry, to the praise of the glory of his grace. I believe this in Ephesians chapter one, verse six, he does things to the great, to the praise and the glory of his grace. Paul uh, says this in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He says, I am who I am by the grace of God and his grace, Lord have mercy, his favor, his success was not wasted on me, which is why I was able to do more than all the apostles. But then he caught himself. He said, whoa, 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 yet not I, but the grace of God in me. How many of you understand that there's things that happen in your life, leading somebody to Christ, getting a fantastic job, getting a wonderful house, children that start doing well. It is nothing but the favor of God on your life. Don't get, don't try to take the credit for what God wants to do. Uh, as uh, I believe the brother Emmy said, and I'm combining it with something that Pastor Chandler said, God 
wants all the glory, but we will get his goodness. I, so again, God, give God all the glory so that you can get all his goodness. And we remember uh, Brother Troy Van Boer's sermon about uh, the goodness of God. Let's keep going. But there's, uh, there's also another kind of grace. There is a successful grace, which is favor, but there's also a sustaining grace, which is the ability to fight through things, which is the ability to fight the fight of fight the good fight of faith. Uh, Paul says in the second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine, that, that he had an attack of the enemy and three times he begged the Lord to take it away, the thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it is, but it, we do know that it was a very painful experience that he was going through. And, and God said, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. There are things that many of you are going through now. Can you hear what I'm saying? And things that you have gone through in your past that, that you need to understand the only reason you made it through is because of the grace of God, the, the, the sustaining grace of God. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you would have lost your mind. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you would have probably committed suicide. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you definitely would have turned your back on God and said, forget this. But some, somehow, something that the old song used to say, something down inside of me is telling me to go ahead. That, that is the ability to fight through things. Don't take credit for your ability to stand in the midst of all of the storms. As uh, Sister Jessica shared on last Friday, you need to really listen to that message about how uh, the foundation of the things of God can, can keep us so that when the big bad wolf, that's right, she talked about that that, that fairy tale, uh, uh, the big bad wolf, when he comes to blow your house down, you have a, a house that is built on a firm foundation so that the winds, Lord have mercy, when the winds of adversity blow against you, you're able to press through. But remember, it was not you. It was the grace of God, the Holy Spirit that was in you. So my point is, is that we are a gracious church. Gracious, we are a church that is full of the grace of God. That's why we were able to pay off two mortgages in two years in the midst of a pandemic. That has nothing to do with, oh, we're PT and we're all there. You better keep yourself humble. I know I'm gonna keep myself humble because whatever happens in my life, I always say, thank God for the grace of God. And many times I get myself in a habit of by the grace of God, I was able to do this. By the grace of God, this door opened. By the grace of God, I was able to stand. By the grace of God, I was able to get through that stuff. Get in the habit of giving glory to the grace of God. Can you say amen? Now, the interesting thing is, um, as I was been talking about uh, 5G phones and 5G and processing speed, and as someone shared with me uh, a few weeks ago, uh, they said that the processing speed of this phone, a 5G phone, is so fast that this phone, by time this phone gets through the book of Genesis, this phone will have already gotten through the book of Revelations, meaning it will cover all 66 books of the Bible while this phone only covers the first book. So that's processing speed. And as I was thinking about this phone, I realized, wait a minute, this phone has facial recognition, facial recognition. And I started thinking about, okay, what is, what is facial recognition? How did that work? So I decided, believe it or not, I'm, I'm way behind in technology, but I decided, okay, let me 
Uh, let me activate the facial recognition ID or facial ID on my phone. And so I pressed you know, the settings. And when I got to uh, the facial ID, this is interesting, it made me uh, kind of move my face very slowly. And then I said, oh, it's okay, I'm ready. And then it said, nope, do it one more time, but even do it slower. So I started, those of you who know what this, how this technology works, uh, I'm a first timer, but, and I had to do that in order to activate it. And you say, well, what does this have to do with our church? Oh my goodness. See, as I was moving my face, it was able to see all sides of me. Oh, I'm preaching right now. And so what do you say? I'm saying that when we pray, Ephesians chapter six talks about spiritual warfare and put on the full armor of God. And then the last piece in uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse 18, it says, praying all kinds of prayer in the spirit. And so what do I say? I'm saying that um, uh, when I come into the presence of God, and this is what, this is the power of Moses and the favor of Moses that he was a person who spent so much time in the face of God that God, he began to, he began to be able to commune with God like a friend communes with a friend. He was face to face with God. And God is basically saying, uh, so every time that Moses came into the presence of God, ah, there was facial recognition. And, and the beauty of this is, is when we talk about facial recognition and how it sees all sides of you, again, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, praying with all kinds of prayers. So there are prayers of thanksgiving. There are prayers of petition. There are prayers of weeping. Jeremiah, he's called a weeping prophet. Lamentations is, is a weeping prayer. There's a prayer of silence. There's a book uh, uh, that, uh, called uh, The Spiritual Dif Disciplines. Um, I forgot the name of the woman who wrote it, uh, but she talks about somewhere between eight to 12 different kinds of prayer. There are prayers of silence. Do you know that there's sometimes that God needs you to keep your mouth shut and just be in his presence, facial recognition, where he's saying, you know what? I just want I just want you to be in my presence, just to sit in silence and be in the presence of the Lord. There's praying in the Holy Spirit where you pray in tongues. There, there's, there's, there's prayers where you just don't even know what to say. And so my point is, is that now, face, we need to be in the presence of God all types of ways, weeping, crying out, silence, don't know what to say, praying the Holy Spirit, prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of praise, prayers of petition, prayers of declarations and decrees, so many different kinds of prayer. That's what God wants from us so that the more we're in his face, the more he can recognize us and we can recognize him. Praise the name of the Lord. There's some examples of face-to-face -face in the Bible. And uh, one of the definitions or one of the examples is, is Jacob in 
Genesis chapter 32, verse 30, where the Bible says, uh, uh, and this is, the, this is the one where he is wrestling with the angel. He's wrestling with the angel. And you know that the angel uh, touched his hip so that he was limping. And the angel uh, uh, said, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go till you bless me. And, and the angel changed his name. Lord have mercy. When you're in the face of God, expect your whole identity to change. Uh, maybe you were a miserable person, but now you're joyful. Maybe you're a person who was always speaking doubt, but now you're speaking faith. Why? Because when you are in his presence, he will change your identity. Because the Bible says that Jacob's name was changed from Jacob to Israel. Now, let me get back to what, the, what the, uh, Jacob said as he finished wrestling with the angel and he, and he came out with a limp came out differently. In Genesis 32, verse 30, it says, so Jacob called the place Peniel. Penny meaning uh, the face and El meaning of God, the face of God. And, he, and, and Jacob said, after he wrestled with the angel and the, and the angel left, he says, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. He, his face to face, Lord have mercy. Jacob's face to face with God caused his name to be changed to Israel. Israel, which means, uh, and there's different translations of this scripture, but it means to wrestle with God. It means to struggle with God. It means to contend with God. It means to, to fight with God. What do you mean fight with God? Sometimes we're asking God, why? Why am I going through this? Why? How, how, how come this is happening to me and my family and my job and my close ones? Why? And it's not a why as if to say, God, I'm pleased. Sometimes, have you ever been angry with God? Yeah. Sometimes we can be angry with God. And, and that's all right. Be oh, Lord have mercy. Because friends can get angry at friends. Just because you're in the presence of God doesn't mean you don't get angry and upset. I remember one time when I when I was praying and, and stuff kept happening and God wasn't answering my prayer. I said, God, you must hate me. And he didn't strike me down with lightning. God wants integrity and honesty from your heart. If you're mad with God, tell him you're angry. He can handle it. He can handle it. I like... Uh, Eugene Peterson, when he refers to this chapter, this book, this particular scripture, Genesis 32, verse 30, he said, he, uh, before rather, he said, when Jacob's name was changed to Israel, Eugene Peterson translates that word God wrestler. Oh, Lord have mercy. Sometimes you have to wrestle with God and wrestle with things and wrestle with in your mind. And how, how God, how are you going to bring me out of this? And God, what are you doing? God, I don't understand. And God, no, I, no, you said I would be this, but I'm going in the opposite direction. Oh, have you have you ever had a wrestle with God? Wrestling in your mind, wrestling in your heart. You're just wrestling and you ask people for answers and they have no answers for you because it's for you to be wrestling with God. And that's when you become Israel because you're going to win. He's going to give an answer. Can you say amen? Amen. And so um, 
Moses had a face-to-face -face experience of God with God in the book of Exodus chapter three. Uh, the woman at the well, which we read last week uh, with the, um, the modern predator going through the book of John last week was chapter four. This week is chapter five. So you can join up us in reading through uh, the book of John chapter five, but chapter four, they talked about the woman at the well who was desperate. She was without hope. And yet she had an encounter with Jesus, face to face with Jesus. The Apostle Paul on the road to the mat on the road, Damascus Road, uh, ready to kill Christians. In Acts chapter eight, he had a face to face with Jesus. When he said, "Who who who knocked who knocked me off my my uh, beast?" and he said, "It is Jesus." who crucified, and he said, what do you want me to do, face to face? Uh, there was a woman, well, I love this woman, Anna. Uh, she's the daughter of Fenuel in uh, Luke chapter two. Fenuel, she's the daughter of Fenuel. Fenuel means the face of God. God needs his church, female, the, the bride of Christ, to be an Anna, to be, to be a daughter of the face of God. Lord, have mercy. I want to be a son of the face of God. I want to be somebody who know, who's known as somebody who is in the face of God. See, in the Hebrew, whenever we see the word presence of God, there is no word in the Hebrew for presence of God. Wherever you see the word presence of God, it, it is translated in Hebrew as face. And so, for example, Psalm 16, verse 11, one of my favorite scriptures, he, David says, you will show me the path of life, for in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In your presence, in your face, that's what that word says, there is fullness of joy. I need to be face to face with God. I need him to recognize my face. I need him to, to all sides of me to be recognized, the, the, the angry side, the joyful side, the frustrating side, oh, the sinning side. Yes, the sinning side, the sign of me, side, side of me that doesn't measure up and needs forgiveness from the Lord. Oh, yes. Facial recognition. Um, Psalm, 89, Psalm 89 verse 15 says this, watch it. Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. There's a sound that, oh Lord have mercy. The, Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk in the light of your countenance or the Hebrew word of your face. If you know the joyful sound, you will walk in his face, in his presence. And do you realize that that word joyful sound, Lord have mercy, is the same Hebrew word that is used in Joshua chapter six, when it says, when the people shouted, the walls of Jericho came down. It is the same word, the word shout in Joshua chapter six, and the word sound in Psalm 89, they're the same Hebrew word, meaning that, oh Lord, have mercy. There is a sound that God is waiting to come from your lips that's gonna bring every wall down. Can somebody just praise the Lord right now? He's waiting for you to give the sound. Sometimes it's a sound of praise. Sometimes it's a sound of shouting. Weeping Lord, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every household that is on, that, that is experiencing the sound of grief and the sound of frustration, I pray that you will give them a shout in the name of Jesus so that their walls of Jericho will come down in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Uh, facial recognition. This is another thing I found out. I almost finished here. That uh, when I tried to use 
the facial recognition. Uh, it was pretty easy to get it working. But watch this. I, when I try to use it in the dark, mic drop, it didn't work. Your facial recognition does not work in the dark. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm not saying it doesn't work in dark times. I'm saying that it only works in the light. What do you mean? Psalm 119, verse 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding unto the, unto the simple. And, and so what am I saying? I'm saying that God will recognize your face. And, and, or I should say, it is the word, the scriptures will activate your recognition before the presence of God a whole lot more, a whole lot quicker than if you don't have the word of God. That's why uh, we've been pushing uh, the Bible study or the well, as Deacon Eric shared last Sunday, uh, so so fervently. We're pushing the well. We're pushing the scriptures. Why? Because the more scripture you know, the more encounters and face-to-face -face you will have with the Holy Spirit. That's why one of the most powerful things you can do is pray the scriptures. Yeah, pray the scriptures. Go through the book of Psalms and pray. When you, when you need an emergency, go to Psalm 991 or 911. Go to that Go to, go to that scripture and pray it out. And I guarantee you, when you're in the word, facial recognition will work quickly. Why? Because of the light of the scripture. That was a bad word right there. And so let me end with this. Face-to-face -face with God is really an encounter. And that's what I'm begging God for in this season and during this week. The word encounter is French word encounter. The word encounter, it means opposite. You may say, well, how is that an encounter? Well, think about it. You know, if I'm sitting here having dinner with my wife and usually she's on the other side, so she's opposite. And, and so my point is that when, when, I, when, when the Lord sets a table before me, okay, he's on the other side, but the Bible says what? Psalm 23, in the presence of my enemy. What am I saying? I'm saying that when I'm at a table, and I'm not saying that the waiter is an enemy, is an enemy, but when the waiter is serving me, he's standing at the table watching me and my wife while me and Carmen are face to face. He is watching us dine. He is watching us order. He's saying, do you need any more? And my point is, Lord, have mercy. When you have an encounter with God, the enemy, all he can do is watch. You, pre you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and my cup runneth over. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And so the point is that encounter means face-to-face. -face. It, uh, it means to come upon. It means to come upon by accident. It means uh, opportunity. So when, when, uh, when, when Jacob had that encounter with, with, the, with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, when you read about these encounters, they were all unex unexpected. Moses with the burning bush, uh, uh, um, 
the, the woman at the well encountering Jesus as a Jew, uh, asking for water, uh, the, the, uh, Mo, uh, Jacob and wrestling with the angel. All these encounters uh, were not planned. All these encounters uh, happened by accident, uh, sort of like by accident. It was, it was accident on the person's part, but it was an encounter with God. Even, even uh, Jacob, he's just walking uh, on his way someplace and he, he decides to fall asleep. He puts a rock for his pillow and all of a sudden he says in the dream, and I think this is, uh, this is uh, Genesis 28, I believe, and he sees angels ascending and descending and he takes that rock the next morning. He, he places it perpendicular like this, pours oil on it and he calls a rock Bethel, meaning the house of God. It, but it's a rock. No, 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 no. This place is different because I just so happened to come upon an encounter with God by accident. And I believe that this is the year. Thank you, Jesus. I am declaring that this is the year of encounters. This is the year of encounters. This is the year where, where, where there be supernatural face-to-face uh, -face manifestations with God, supernatural surprises, supernatural Jehovah sneaky, but it will be by accident. Oh, Lord have mercy. Meaning that you didn't plan it, but the Holy Spirit did. Do not be surprised that your encounter will happen at the most uh, in opportune time, but it is your opportunity to grab it. Now, finally, as we close, encounters, what produces encounters? In other words, though they're by accident, there are some things that, there are some uh, principles that can occur though, that you can do to place yourself in a position for an encounter. First of all, uh, there must be destiny. In other words, there must be purpose, meaning that you, you're going someplace, you're, you're trying to do something, you're not just sitting still uh, when it comes to encounters. So for example, Moses was tending his sheep. So he, he was fulfilling what he thought was his destiny and his purpose. Uh, Jacob was on his way back home after being away for, for decades. And when he had his, his encounter, uh, uh, the woman at the well, as I said, she was just going to draw water. So my point is, is that uh, though you may look for an encounter, uh, you, you, you can begin to walk in purpose. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that, for example, this week of consecration, this week of prayer and fasting that we set aside for the church is, is, our, is our way of saying, God, our purpose is to see a move of your Holy Spirit. I, I, we, have, we have a destination. That, that, that's what we're talking about with the word destiny. We have a destination. We're heading someplace. And the place we're heading is, is you, your will. We, we need something to happen. And then uh, there must be desperation. There must be desperation. Uh, the word desperation is made of a two Latin words, uh, diaspero, without hope. In other words, and I think, I can't remember who shared this last week, but you must run out of options. Uh, yeah, Jessica shared this in a sermon. You must run out of options. See, many of you, we have a plan A and a plan B and a plan D. And so right now, even right now, God, oh Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, you may look at things in your life as getting worse, but all God is doing is removing option E, D, C, B, and all the way up to Z so that you only have one option left, which is G. 
Huh? He thought he was going to say A, G, which is God. He, he wants to remove all other options. And so, uh, the, and, and, and when you have your options removed, you, your, your passion ticks up. Your, your, your desperation ticks up. Uh, I bet you uh, there's some of you who never thought you would do the things you've done or give up the things that you gave up until you reached a point of desperation. And some of you, you don't know that, you don't know what that point of desperation is until the Lord brings you to it. And I believe that this is the season that God is bringing you to your final steps of desperation so that you can really say, Lord, I look to you. Yo, where my help come from? Give me vision to see things as you do. I don't know if I got the words right, but the point is, is that God is removing all your other options so that you will have clarity with the face-to-face -face experience, the encounter with him. There has to be destiny and purpose. There has to be desperation and passion. And that's why our consecration is this week. We are going after God. Please join us in the prayer rooms, the Zoom rooms. Please do something different and join us in the Zoom room for prayer. If you've never done it before, just, do, just choose one of them uh, and read Isaiah 58. It tells you the power of the fast. And finally, there must be a discipline. In other words, uh, you, you must be continue to practice these steps that will bring encounter. Practice being the presence of God. There's a book by a, a man, by a, a monk in the 16th century, 16th, 17th century, um, he worked in a monastery. His name is Brother Lawrence. And he had a book called Classic, Practicing the Presence of God. Get in his presence. And as John Maxwell says, if you're going to get something, you've got to give up to go up. This week, we're giving up food. This week, we're giving up time because we want to go up and have a face-to-face -face with God. Let's bow your heads. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, I'm not going to close with a blessing today, but I'm going to close with a prayer. I pray, Father, that you will give us a hunger for you that's, that's worth giving up stuff so that we can, so that you can remove all of the things that will distract us from your presence. Help us to live out that old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. That's what we need in this season, Lord. I pray, Father, that the spirit of revelation, that you would speak like you've never spoken before. I pray that in our small groups and our morning prayer and our, our biblical justice prayer and our midnight prayer, that there'll be encounters and moves of the Holy Spirit so that by next Sunday, there'll be testimonies and praise reports of the goodness of God where people will say, oh my goodness, I had a facial recon rec recognition experience with God I've, and I'm experiencing a life full of grace that I'm, I'm seeing the favor of God, but I'm seeing the fight of God. I'm seeing the success of God, but I'm seeing the sustainability of God. In Jesus name, I declare that this week is gonna be a fantastic week in God. God bless you and have a wonderful day in his presence.